The views and opinions expressed on the podcasting couch are solely those of the contributors and do not reflect those of our other guests, sponsors, or distributors. Appearances on this podcast should not be viewed as an endorsement of any other guests, past or future. Enjoy the show. Coming to you via the magic of the internet is episode 36 of The Podcasting Couch, a podcast in which I, your host, Chris Carlson, sit down with content creators and discuss their lives, inspirations, methodology, and anything else that may come up during the conversation. Apologies to everybody for this episode being a couple days late. There have been uh, some illnesses in the family. Everybody's been a little bit sick over here at the house, so uh, we've been a little sluggish about doing everything around the house, and that includes... Uh, me sitting down to record this and edit the episode so my apologies for that Uh, I guess that's my fault (laughs) I don't know what else to say I've been a little under the weather but I'm feeling a lot better now and so here's the episode my guest this week is Denali Gould host of Cute But Psycho a show with absolutely nothing off of the table and most importantly a crash course in everything that you need to know about becoming the happiest and healthiest version of you This week we discussed purging oneself from social media, finding your target audience, how to pick topics in a freeform show, and more. This week's song is Bend the Knee by Lansdowne. We're going to listen to Bend the Knee and then jump right into my conversation with Denali. This is the Podcasting Couch. We'll be right back. Come 
point to it, but it kind of branches a little bit. And I'm curious what your experience has been as far as uh, like marketing and, and, and outreach to listeners in uh, the, the kind of topic that, that your show covers. So like you're asking basically what the main topic that I'm kind of marketing my show as, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be a good way to put it. I mean, honestly, it started out as kind of nutrition and health, which is where my expertise lies and where I am just super passionate about in life and in general. And then I kind of realized that, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if you experienced this at all, but I feel like when I first started my podcast, I originally started it because I loved so many other podcasts so much. And I thought it would be a really fun experience to kind of just like try it for myself. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of found myself falling into the categories of the other podcasts that I liked and I wasn't necessarily being completely true to myself and what I wanted my show to be. And I don't know. So I, I kind of, a few episodes in, I realized that I wasn't completely being, I don't know, just genuinely myself, I guess. And I decided to just do pretty much discuss any topics that I find interesting, which is a very broad selection of (laughs) topics, I guess, Mm -hmm. um, which definitely stems from nutrition and health and fitness. But I mean, I'm really into conspiracies and just like, I don't know, diving into the pharmaceutical industries and just learning more about that stuff, beauty, dating, relationships, like kind of just everything. And I didn't really like shove myself, I guess, into a box and, Instead of that, I wanted to branch out and just discuss pretty much anything I'm interested in. And this has been working a lot better for me than like sticking strictly to nutrition, health, fitness and all that stuff, if that makes sense. Yeah, that does make sense. Um, I I had a a pretty similar experience, actually, when I when I first started podcasting uh, about two years ago. I was uh, talking about a topic that I was super passionate about at the time, which was... um, which was vaping because I just quit smoking, and uh, that's interesting. It it was it's it's a modern technological miracle, <laughs> and because um, <laughs> I'd been smoking a pack a day for uh, a few years. And, oh my gosh! Wow! And I was able to pick it up, and I stopped day one, and haven't now. It's been I think almost three years since I've had a cigarette. But just cold turkey, you stopped from going going from a pack a day. Well, I mean, cold turkey, according to me. But if you ask. Uh, people who quit using like patches and things like that they don't yeah they don't count this as quitting um they're okay. they're a little snobby but i mean they're they're <laughs> using like you know nicotine as well i'm yeah, just, yeah, i'm yeah. using it in a way that also lets me uh you know not have to eat uh cheesecake and instead i can just have cheesecake flavored <laughs> vapor so <laughs> that's actually pretty cool it's awesome but it um so I started podcasting, uh, talking about that, talking about like the newest products that had come out, um, and like the the uh, like the kind of the buzz about what's going on in the community. Um, yeah, and I found more and more that I I want what I wanted to talk about was. Um, was politics, you know, and, and news. I was a lot more interested in that. And so I, I decided I'd put a little section in my show dedicated to that, where I just talk about politics or I just talk about the news of the day. Um, and then I found more and more that, 
uh, in my one hour show, it started out to that was like, oh, 10 minutes at the end. And then it kind of crept over until it was like 10 minutes of vaping and then 50 minutes of politics. I love it, though. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, And so I mean, it's being true to yourself and exactly. what you want to talk about. Exactly. And it made me, you know, I think I think it's really important that we we as creators don't pigeonhole ourselves into one spot because exactly when i think when you're when your content becomes a chore listeners can feel that too you know it's i 100 percent agree i couldn't agree more with you on that so uh since it has kind of shifted like that and it's not um you know I, I think when you say health and fitness that's a very uh you know that's that's a niche market that you're aiming for um Mm -hmm. it's it's a it's a pretty specific uh demographic but when you shift over to the topics that you've shifted over to um you know that's a that's a a a bit more broad of an audience exactly and so uh the I, i think the crux of the question is how do you reach that kind of an audience how do you find uh those kind of people as far as like online goes and things like that Okay, so honestly, it's a. I thought it would be a struggle because I. So I used to have a pretty big social media following on following on Instagram specifically, where I um, did a couple photo shoots in the past for my friend who had her own swimwear line, and because I was like tagged in the photos and whatnot, I almost overnight got. I think I had like. A couple thousand followers overnight and then after that it did grow up to like a little under 14,000 followers and then I had a really bad experience with Instagram <laughs> with my ex-boyfriend and I just I compl- I deleted my account I deleted like snapchat everything I like I absolutely hated social media then a few months later I decided to start my podcast and that totally backfired because I could have used that (laughs) to kind of promote my podcast and I had I literally just made a new Instagram in August and now I have 130 followers so I'm not gonna buy followers like some people and it's really frustrating so I kind of just got lucky that I guess by word of mouth, honestly, and like I go to a lot of live podcasts. And so I kind of just have been like networking that way, I guess, with people who are interested in similar podcasts to mine, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. But um, I mean, social media has not helped me at all because of this whole situation. But I'd say it's mainly just like word of mouth. So what was your experience like with that, with, with, um, that kind of purging social media? Cause I know, you know, uh, to, to give some context, uh, I, you know, the, the, the podcast, my podcast has, has a Facebook page, but, um, okay. I've found myself shying away from Facebook so much that I, it's, it's a struggle to keep that updated. I use mainly yeah, Twitter. Um, I like okay. how it's kind of just throw away and there's not a lot to maintain. Um, mm-hmm. but so I haven't used Facebook and I know getting away from Facebook cause I had a lot of relatives who, again, going to, uh, the, 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 the topic of politics, you know, I had a lot of relatives who, did not agree with the things that that where i stood and i did not agree with them either and it would lead to you know a lot of really heated arguments and stuff and i found that social media tends to kind of toxify facebook specifically Mm -hmm. it's awful yeah Yeah. and i feel so much better since i since i kind of stopped 
going onto social media. And mm-hmm. um, I'm curious what your experience had been having, you know, a, a pretty large following and then just kind of just dropping it completely. What what was that like? I mean, it's interesting because I had like, I mean, I guess a semi-large following for absolutely doing nothing, <laughs> you know? It's not like at the time I didn't have a podcast. I, di- I didn't, I wasn't a model either. I just, it, it was honestly just, it, I don't, I didn't do anything really. So I just got lucky, I guess, but shying away from that and just deleting it all literally in one day, it was a really weird experience because as much as I didn't realize it before, I guess I kind of like really did thrive on the attention, I guess, from posting photos and all that stuff. But at first it was really hard and I felt like I wasn't in the loop. I felt like people (laughs) weren't like reaching out to hang out as much. I felt like I was just kind of, I don't know, a loner or something. And then once I got used to that, it was really, really nice to not have to always feel like I needed to check my phone and respond to things and like keep up with content. You know what I mean? It was just, it was actually really nice. And then now that I've recreated my Instagram and everything, I kind of have anxiety again. I don't know how to describe it. <laughs> I, I, I totally get you. Um, you know, I, uh, so, so let's, let's walk through. Um, so you, you have this bad experience with, with an ex, you get rid of social media, you're out of the loop. You feel like you're, uh, you are thriving off of the attention, which I think honestly, all of us are. Um, I think it's, it's yeah. uh, you know, we're, we're, uh, I, you know, sit here in a, in a cold shed, talking into a microphone, staring at a wall. I think we all want attention. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) when you say it like that. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, so you, you, um, so now you're kind of, you're, you're off social media and then what is the, uh, the the series of and i don't mean like to get like specific like oh it's like a movie it was this happened and then i did it so but like what uh is the kind of the context of life from from that to starting the podcast from like deleting it all to starting it yeah um i mean let me think it's kind of been a while but i guess basically i deleted it all and then once after a while once i like got used to not having social media and stuff i like i got back with that boyfriend and then we broke up again whatever and i was really lonely so i and i like i've always listened for the last like three years i've listened to podcasts like every single day like i listen to a lot of them and i just i love them like for some reason I don't know if you're the same way, but like I was going through a dark time sort of in my life, not to be dramatic and starting to listen to podcasts was just, I don't know. I felt like the podcasts I listened to were there for me, mm-hmm. as dumb as that sounds. And I just got really attached to them. And so I became such a fan of certain ones that I decided I do have a lot to say. I just have always been very like opinionated and felt that, I don't know, for some reason, I, I guess give some, I don't, I don't even know the word, but basically I decided that I wanted to start my own podcast specifically at the time, um, involving like health, fitness, nutrition, as I've said. And I decided to kind of just go for it. And I went to like Adam Carolla had a, um, 
he had like some sort of podcasting seminar around my house. And so I went to that and it just like really fired me up. And I, I gave myself, I think three weeks to be like up and running and on iTunes and everything. And I did it exactly to the day. So it was a fun like goal and I accomplished it. There you go. That's, uh, I, I think, um, you know, we, uh, I, I think goal setting in general seems to be, um, you know, that's something that I have to, uh, something I could work on a little bit better, but, uh, I think it's the, it, it seems to be the best way to get these kind of things done, you know? Um, for sure. Cause they can drag out. Mm-hmm, I was, I was, I was putting off, uh, starting this show, um, for about six months. Cause my experience was, was pretty similar. I was listening to all of these podcasts. Yeah. Um, I'd, I'd kind of, I, I work, I work a desk job, uh, nine hours a day sitting at a desk. Oh my God. So, yeah. um, you know, I got tired of listening to the same music over and over and over. Um, and that's exactly how it was for me. I drive for a living, so I can totally relate. Right. And, and so then I shifted over to, to podcasts and after like about six months or so of listening, I thought, well, you know, I have stuff to say too. Um, exactly. So why not me? But then I, I, I put it off and I didn't do it. And, um, eventually, uh, you know, I got some, um, my birthday came around and I got some, some birthday money. Cause we were, uh, I was, I was about to have, uh, my daughter was about to be born. So we, uh, were a little tight on money <laughs> and I got some birthday money and it was enough to buy a microphone. And I said, you know what, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to just buy this mic. And then when I spend this money on that, I have no excuse and I have to do it. And so that's what I did. And, um, I think that's, uh, and this is something that I talked about on the last episode as well, um, as far as the kind of having a mentality of uh, what's the worst that could happen, and the worst that can mm-hmm. happen is usually nothing that bad. <laughs> um, exactly. Yeah, you have nothing to lose, really. Mm-hmm, exactly. And so I, I started I started the show, and uh, it, it had the same as kind of slow upbring uh, at, at first. It didn't. Uh, I, I had trouble. I think one, one thing that I think is interesting, and this is something that, uh, I like talking to people about is the, 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 the realm of new media kind of being, uh, a sort of place where, where creators have to be more than just creators. Um, Mm -hmm. because, and, and this is something I talked about on the, on the previous episode as well is, uh, when you look at old media, you have your marketing guy and that's all he does. And then you have your, your, your writers and that's all they do. And you've got your talent and that's all they do. But in new media, that being, you know, YouTube, uh, Mm -hmm. podcasting, all of these newer mediums, we're kind of doing it all, you know? Um, And you're required to do so unless you have a lot of money. Exactly. Exactly. So, uh, what, what's your experience been, um, as far as kind of learning how to navigate those fields, um, starting from, you know, uh, maybe not, not having quite the kind of knowledge base required to, to produce a quality product to what you've been learning in the process. This is a good question. That's an understatement. I'm like, 
probably one of the worst people when it comes to anything technical. Like, honestly, before I started my podcast, it was rough to even like turn the television on. And I know that sounds ridiculous, but I'm not exaggerating. Like, I do not know how to work anything. And so I really like I, I gave from the day I decided to start my podcast, I gave myself exactly three weeks to do so and to have it on iTunes, like I said, to have everything up and running. I I ended up building my own website. Like, I don't know where this came from, but I, I took a coding class. Like, I just like completely, because I had like nothing going on in my life. I mean, I have a job, but besides that, like literally nothing. So before work, after work, I put my all into this and I I t- like I said, I took just like a basically like, HTML CSS coding class. I took um, just like online courses on like podcasting and how to do so. I went to that Adam Carolla thing. Like I just completely threw myself into this and I just did a lot of research and somehow, I mean, I'm still not very good at it. I mean, I could hardly, you know, get this set up, but I did learn how to build my website. I learned how to do um, all the editing for my podcast. And I mean, yeah, I kind of just did the research that it took to get this all up and running. You know, I think hearing hearing you talk about it that way, how you, you went all in and you sort of you 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 took these classes and you you learned how to do this and you uh, really, I think, <clears throat> excuse me um you really like showed the the drive there i think is is something that um not all podcasters have i i know if you if you go through um a lot of catalogs of a lot of podcasts usually you find six months to a year seems to be where most of them run before they drop off mm-hmm. um oh okay because i think a lot of people um you know they they think it's a good idea. They think it's something that they want to do, but then you realize the the amount of work that's involved in it. Um, it's a lot more work than I thought. Right? That it's not it's not just talking into a microphone. Uh-uh. <laughs> that's the easy part, honestly. Exactly. And so, um, but hearing that drive, you know, I think that um, that's that's something that I think is unique. You know, you don't you don't see that in in everybody. Um, you you. And I think it, it's something that kind of sets people apart from from the rest of the crowd, I guess, um, if I could use a cliche. <laughs> um, so I want to I want to uh, ask you, you know, shifting over since you um, had that kind of shift in in direction for the show. I'm curious how you go about deciding what you want to talk about for an episode Um and and then uh, we'll just kind of go from there. Yeah. I mean, I think like, like I said, I think that it's really easy, especially for females. And I don't want to like generalize or anything, but I think that there's a lot of like shtick right now, specifically in female podcasts where it's like that tough girl who like curses a lot and who's just like straight up and funny in that way. And that's just like a total thing right now. And I kind of, felt that's not I am very straight up and I am very opinionated but I'm not like I'm not super crass or anything and I think that I was kind of like putting myself in the mix with just all those other podcasters and I wasn't using what actually sets me apart from everybody else and I kind of realized a few episodes in that it's important that I do set myself apart and just be myself. And if people don't like that, then 
honestly, it doesn't matter because for one, it's a free podcast. And for two, like it doesn't, it really, what's, you know what I mean? This is just a hobby for me. This is something I do for fun and like, I'm not making money on off it or anything. So it's not like I need to like, I don't know, get depressed if people don't like it. You know what I mean? And once I let that switch and I decided I'm just going to talk about whatever I want and I'm going to be myself. That's actually when people started downloading more. And when my podcast began to like, I mean, it's not huge, but it began to grow or it began to grow a little bit. So I guess, what was the question again? (laughs) Just how you decide um, what, what kind of topics you want to cover for an episode. Okay. So yeah, I just, I kind of realized that I wanted to talk about whatever it is I wanted to talk about. And I wasn't going to like limit myself to a specific, um, I guess, guideline. I don't know. And because I am so fascinated with, like I said, conspiracies and just problems that we face in our current culture when it comes to like relationships and even social media. I mean, I had a horrible experience with that. Like just all these things that I'm sure other people out there have to struggle with, or at least like want to hear or talk about. Right. And like kind of banter. So I guess I decided to switch it into more of like a, even though it's a one-sided conversation, I really want it to be kind of interactive and have people email me and reach out to me and like kind of have like a banter and a conversation going. And I've found that to be pretty successful actually. And people have been like, I think feeling a little bit more involved with the conversation. And I guess I just decided to talk about anything that really comes to mind, whether it is any of those topics. So in in regards to uh, those those different kind of topics that you cover. I'm curious what um, what a typical show prep looks like, as far as if there's any kind of um, scripting or outlining or research or or all of the above or none of the above, um, or what what goes into the the making of a typical episode. So I do my episodes. Um, they come out each Tuesday, and basically all. I'll have them like edited and completely ready to like be uploaded about three to five days before. It just depends. But basically I think out my episodes, I guess pretty um, like close to the airing date. And I kind of just, I'll give it a few days before I'm recording to figure out what I want to talk about. But if it is something that needs to be backed up by facts, I will absolutely do the research. If it's something um, that has to do with like, I don't know, vaccines or just like anything, you know, about the pharmaceutical, sorry, pharmaceutical industry or anything like that. I absolutely will do the research and I'll, I'll do like a brief outline, just like jotting it down on paper, um, just to stay on topic and make sure that I'm like getting my facts right. right. And then if it's about maybe like personal experience with, I don't know, relationships or something like that, then I'll, I'll write down like just like bullet points but that's not really i don't need facts there right and then yeah i mean it kind of just depends i'll do the research if it, if it's necessary absolutely so on on the the concept of of how um and i think this is a really unique question to your show especially uh because it it is more of a a reflection of you than it is um a specific niche topic kind of show. I'm curious if you've had ideas for topics or if there are uh, topics that you try to stay away from or things that you don't really want to touch. Um, 
and, and kind of the the reasoning behind that if so okay what exactly do you mean sorry so so like if if you like if there's ever been a time where like you thought oh this is something that i want to talk about and then giving it a little thought and then uh, maybe that's something i don't want to talk about or something that i want to stay away from as a whole um or if you've had that experience at all i mean i haven't really had that experience i just want i guess my goal is to make sure that i'm not making it too um like self-centered at all i really try to keep my topics um like i people listen when they're getting something out of it so i definitely keep that in mind and like i mean i like my first my second episode i think i like anybody who um reached out to me i wrote like free diet plans for them like all they had to do was email me so like i definitely want the listener to get something out of it i'm not trying to make it just about my personal dating life or anything like that so i just try to make sure that like if i'm talking about relationships or something of that sort i really try to keep it like general so that it's again conversational and people are able to like relate to whatever the topic is or i don't know does that make sense yeah i i think i get what you're what you're trying to say and yeah uh, i think the reason that i ask is you know uh one thing that one thing that i had to do personally um with my show is kind of uh check myself in a way on a couple things um, because I had a tendency early in the show to tie everything into um, into politics because again it's 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 you know it's and it's a difficult thing not to do for me because you know it's something that is really a big part of my life you know um it yeah you're passionate about it exactly i mean i i I think i listen to probably like six hours of political radio a day or so (laughs) wow that's i don't know how you handle that that's a lot especially nowadays uh alcohol (laughs) (laughs) but I, i i noticed that that sort of thing would creep into every single episode and i was like you know this isn't a political podcast um and so now, you know, the only time that that I talk about politics now is specifically when I have a guest who their show is a political show. Um, okay. And you know, I, I try to kind of have opposing viewpoints to my own. Um, I've had shows on that agree with me, you know, ninety nine percent, and we have spent the entire show arguing about one tiny minute thing um, and picking apart the little the little. Uh, differences in our opinions there and then i've had yeah that's interesting and then i've had shows where i completely disagree with everything that the other person says um yeah which i find to be much more fruitful as far as discussions totally I know you had um you had an episode uh where you had a friend on who had some uh had some disagreements with you um which i uh i i forget what episode it was um or who who the guest was but I, I, I'm going to look that up real quick. But while we, uh, I, I just want to say, you know, that, that episode, for instance, uh, was a fascinating one. You know, it was really interesting to hear the kind of the back and forth um, and the sort of, uh, I don't want to call it debate because it wasn't really, it didn't feel like a debate. It felt more like a conversation about a healthy banter. Yeah, exactly. Uh, about the, um, you know, the intricacies of these topics, because I think, um, you know, a lot of times we have a tendency to get into our little bubbles and surround ourselves with, uh, agreeing opinions. And I totally know what you're saying. Yeah. Dangerous thing. 
Definitely, because I mean, you're, then you're you're so just like I don't know what the word is. Um, gosh, I'm losing it right now. But yeah, it's insular. It's just too insular. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I think it's so. I love bantering, and I love like politics or something that I just personally I try to like keep that out of my podcast just because honestly I don't know enough about that stuff and I don't want to sound like dumb (laughs) and I should probably research that stuff more but also I just I want to leave it out of my podcast you know but it's like I think it's so fascinating when there's a podcast that it's a democrat and a republican and they're go they're just like bantering and I love it when it's not arguing but it's truly just picking apart I mean, the the things that don't make sense. And I think that's so fascinating and I love that stuff. So I think that is really cool when you can have somebody who doesn't necessarily agree with you, but you can do it in like a healthy and fun way. Exactly. That was, um, and for the listeners, by the way, I found the episode. It was episode number six. Um, is that when feminists attack? Uh, oh my gosh okay now i know what you're talking about yeah we did we didn't agree but we're friends so it was a good episode it was exactly um i know uh i think that you know having these these conversations um can be some of the most fruitful things you know we uh we had a a guest on the show uh a a libertarian podcast we had them on the show and i oh you know i don't agree with libertarians generally um okay and I am, uh, how did I describe, I, I loved it. Last episode, I described myself, oh, I described myself as slightly to the right of a socialist, I guess would be the best way to say. So okay. pretty left, pretty yeah. left leaning. And okay. um, so we have very differing uh, opinions about a lot of things. Um, and so I had them on the show and it, it was supposed to be a, uh, you know, just a typical normal one hour episode. And we ended up going a little over two hours. Um, no way. Yeah, we, I mean, and no, like I said, you know, no arguing, no yelling, no bickering. It was just a discussion. You know, I think this, and that's you awesome. think that let's talk about the, the disagreements there. And I, 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 and that's why I really liked that episode because I really liked, um, it's, it's refreshing in, in the world that we're in now with, um, you know, the mainstream media kind of liking to play talking heads, just yelling at each other. Uh It is, it is very refreshing to hear two people disagree and be civil about it. Um, Exactly. And it's refreshing and it's so, I mean, you learn a lot. Exactly. Um, As a listener. Yes. A hundred percent. Cause I know that going into it, you know, I found, um, it was like, I, I, I know I didn't necessarily agree with every opinion that you had. I didn't necessarily, uh, agree with, with, but, but, but listening to kind of the way that, uh, that somebody who you disagree with hashes out why they feel the way that they feel, I think, uh, can make it easier to empathize i guess with somebody um definitely and, with, and just see their point of view exactly uh because it, it, it uh i i don't think i think we get so caught up in being right or wrong about mm-hmm. something a hundred percent when a lot of these a lot of these issues you know are not black and white there's a lot of gray area that i think a lot of people yeah. forget to see yeah and especially like if you're raised in a certain like say a democratic home or whatever like you're i mean typically you're seeing only that side of the story and like i mean 
all my friends are the same like stance as I am. You know what I mean? So you get caught up again in your own views and your own ideas. And it's, it's interesting to like be able to have a good banter and see the other side's point of view. Exactly. I know. Um, I think, and I think that's the other beauty of, of this, this medium uh, podcasting, you know, is it gives everybody a voice you know and so totally. you're able to hear these in between kind of things you know short of um i think the only example i can think of in in uh mainstream media as far as somebody having a, a sort of nuanced view on something is uh mm-hmm. um her name is uh, anna navarro she's uh i feel like i have heard that she's a hispanic woman on uh cnn um and she's a she's a Republican, but she was um, she was very anti-Trump. And so having if you, if you had never heard, and this is what I thought was so interesting about this, you know, and the nuance of these topics. If you had never heard her before the 2016 election, you would have thought, you know, because we like to put everybody in little boxes, you would have mm-hmm. thought Democrat. That's a Democrat right there. But that's interesting but, if you listen to, but it's based off of other facts yeah exactly but if you listen to anything before the election she was a republican you know she defended uh president bush she went against you know she pushed back against president obama and and so i think you know she was in my opinion a a great look at uh the nuance of people and the sort of uh, bipartisanship that a person can have, you know, and that we don't have to entrench ourselves in these one little views and that's it, you know, like, oh, I'm a, I'm a Democrat. So of course I support everything that the Democrats do, or I'm a Republican. So of course I support everything that the Republicans do. Normal people aren't like that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's so true. Normal people have actual like ideas on everything, no matter where it stands. Exactly. I think, um, one thing that I think is interesting to see with this, you know, is, is, and, um, kind of the societal shift that we're seeing too. Um, and I like that, you know, I think a big part of that is this concept of everybody getting a voice. You know, we see, um, like the pushback in, uh, in Hollywood now and how that, um, long overdue in my opinion, um, the pushback that we're seeing in Hollywood kind of starting to, to shift its way over to all other forms of, of life as well saying, you know, that we need to have serious conversations about the people that we love because they are not one dimensional beings. You know, they could have secrets that maybe we wish that they didn't have. You know, you look at, um, uh, what was his name? Kevin Spacey and how, everybody loved Kevin Spacey and now everybody doesn't. And I think we're having these, these nuanced conversations that I think a lot of people have to have about, well, where do we separate the art from the artist and things like that? Uh-huh. Um, totally. And I think that that is, uh, I just think the, the concept of everybody getting a voice is really bringing some new and really interesting things, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Um, definitely interesting in a really roundabout way. <laughs> I mean, I think it's cool in certain aspects but at the same time i mean there's pros and cons to everything and i think it's cool that everybody can get a voice like i love having a podcast and i'm not necessarily necessarily like definitely not just i don't know 
I'm losing it tonight, sorry. <laughs> but I'm not someone who necessarily should have a voice, but I mean, I can, and that's cool. But I think that the negatives on that are, I mean, my podcast is free, yet of course there's people who just find something about everything that I say and they just like push back and send emails, you know what I mean? And it's like, they're choosing to listen to this. Right. and But then again, they have a voice too. It's just everything is, I don't know. So I want to... Does that make sense at yeah, all? Yeah, and it, it actually dovetails perfectly into something that I wanted to ask you, which is, um, I know that you, you you mentioned in our uh, in our correspondence beforehand that you'd been seeing a lot of um, a lot of feedback to the show, um, and clearly some of it positive, some of it obviously negative. And yep. I'm curious what your experience has been in that. You know, I think um, you know with this show, there's a lot of opinions, but I try to stay not necessarily on the fence, but open to all opinions and i think um mm -hmm. you know having a a a multiple guest show uh i get kind of a unique out in that i am not the only face of the show so if there's an opinion that somebody yeah. disagrees with it doesn't always necessarily get pointed at me um which is good probably yes, but, um, <laughs> but having a single host show you know you have to catch <laughs> all of the brunt of everything that happens on your show and i'm curious uh how you've how you've dealt with that in the past as far as like any kind of negative feedback or what your experience has been in positive feedback um and just the general reception of your show so far yeah i mean it's definitely different i'm pretty much 100% responsible for the feedback, negative or positive. I mean, I've had a couple guests on my show now, but primarily I'd say I am like the host of the show and usually the only one on my podcast. But I mean, getting positive feedback is absolutely amazing. And like what I've really tried to push is that I want my podcast to be very like conversational and I want people to like I do, I want negative and I want positive feedback. I want to hear anything. I just want people to like email me and tell me what their thoughts on the topics. I want to know what um, people would like me to talk about. Like I really want it to be not just me talking at somebody, um, especially cause it's just me typically on the podcast and I, it just seems so one-sided. But when it comes to negative feedback, I mean, Honestly, for the most part, when people say really mean things over email or whatever, if it's about, I mean, con the conspiracy thing, people are so against that. And I don't get it because I think it's so fascinating. Like, I'm not saying every single conspiracy is right at all. Definitely not. I think most of them are absolutely like psychotic. But I think it's interesting to at least like look into it and see different people's point of views, just because I guess I'm like a, a questioning person. I see, um, I just like to research. I love to like see any flaws in anything and decide for myself, I guess. But um, yeah, it's just, it's interesting that people are sometimes so close-minded, I guess, to just, I don't know, trying to figure things out for themselves, I guess. Right. Um, and then back to the positive feedback. Some of the things that I've received are so nice, whether it's like a DM on Instagram or an email just saying that like, they can relate to my situation or that they've been following some of like the tips that I've given, whether it comes to nutrition or workouts or whatever, and that it's been working for them. Like it's just been really interactive and really, really rewarding. So it's awesome. I really do like that part of it. Yeah, I think, and, um, any, anybody listening to the show, I think that you should take note on this, uh, thing that I'm about to say here. And I think that you might agree with me on this, even, even uh -huh. the negative feedback, um, is nice to get 
because it, it, it means is yeah. somebody's listening. Um, Whether they hate me or love me, I don't care. I just want someone to listen to me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> to know that I'm like not speaking to air. Exactly. So if you're listening, uh, <laughs> reach out, um, you know, don't hesitate to, uh, I think, you know, and I talked about this on the last episode as well. Um, I think we as listeners and i think this is the unique thing about independent podcasting is that we are we are creators but we are also listeners we are also consumers and i th- yeah that's I true i think a lot of the time we as listeners have a tendency to put uh the people that we listen to on a bit of a pedestal and kind of uh, 100% remove them from just that they're again just people and so uh-huh it's very true i know personally you know reaching out to some shows uh was at first a few of the shows that i reached out to that i personally listened to was very intimidating because i don't think of those people as independent creators you know i thought of them as oh these are i guess i i don't want to say celebrities per se but in a, in a little kind of oh, way i i think i get it yeah and, and and so the reaching out, you know, uh, I think is something that a lot of listeners don't do because they think that that maybe people don't have time for them or don't want to talk to them. And uh, I think that's one of the biggest misconceptions with podcasting. Totally agreed. I mean, I the, OK, the three main podcasts that I, I like that I started out listening to, one of them was is actually more of like a recent startup podcast but the first two one of them is like one of the biggest celebrities on reality television and all three of them i am now well two of them mainly i'm actually like semi internet friends with and i've met them a few times but even the reality star i like i completely like stalked her and follow not in a creepy way i guess (laughs) but i like i literally forced her into meeting me and we talked like all night and i took a picture with her she was so cool like it was so it's really true you have to just like uh, be able to approach them in some way shape or form and like they are some of the sweetest girls that i've like ever met and they were so nice and genuinely wanted a conversation so and they're they have three of the biggest podcasts out like at least in like my genre Mm -hmm. i guess and i think it ties directly into what we'd been talking about earlier which is you know when you reach out to these people and try to talk to people whose content you're consuming the worst thing that they can do is just not respond. And and so I think it's such a low risk thing that um, I'd recommend that everybody do it. You know, it's exactly the same as uh, starting a podcast. You know, the worst thing that can happen is somebody doesn't listen. And in my book, that's not that bad of a thing. It's not that bad at all. At least you can say you did it. And it's a lot of effort. So to accomplish something like this is like really something to just be proud of. And and on that note, you know, I, I like to end every show on a positive note. Um, and while I think this conversation has uh, been positive overall, I like I like that point right there um, that, you know, just uh, I think you can expand that out to anything, not just podcasting, but uh Definitely. And, and so um, I think that's where I want to wrap things up um, is on that high note. And so the last thing that I want to do uh, before I let you go is I want you yeah. to uh, just let the listeners know if, if they're really interested in anything that they've heard or if they want to hear more of you or hear more of your show or reach out to you or anything like that, uh, how they would go about doing that. So my podcast is called Cute But Psycho, spelled just like 
you'd think it'd be spelled. You can find it on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, um, the Google Play app. And then if you want to email me, um, you can email me. My name's Denali at um, say hi at cutebutpsycho.com. And I guess lastly, would I have all the social media, but honestly, the only thing I really use is Instagram and it's just my name, which is Denali Gould. All right. Should I spell uh, it, it or no? I'll so. have I'll have that in the it'll be in the the the, the show notes um, for the episode. I'll, awesome, yeah. So it's just my first. And yeah, last so one. all of those links will be in the show notes um, as well, uh, just to make it a little bit easier on everybody. Um, awesome. So yeah, uh, that's where I want to wrap things up. So I want to thank you um, for coming on and for putting up with uh, all of the technical difficulties. That <laughs> it was mostly my fault again. I'm not good with that stuff. <laughs> uh, I appreciate it, though. Thank thank you very much for having me. Thanks. Well, hey, you have a great rest of your day. You too. That does it for this week's episode. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the show on whatever app you are using to listen so you don't miss a single episode. If you like anything you've heard today, links, as always, are in the show notes. If you have someone you'd like to hear on the show, email us at suggestions at thepodcastingcouch.com and we'll reach out. As always, this is The Podcasting Couch. I'm Chris Carlson. Be decent. The Podcasting Couch is executive produced by Sirenicide and is completely listener funded. To contribute to the show and help us bring you new shows every week, visit www.patreon.com slash thepodcastingcouch and become a producer. Be decent.